Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabacher. And I'm Kenton Larson. And I'm very happy to say, Kenton, that I'm, I'm coming home. Oh, oh! You have a brand new iPhone. Yes. Which, which number did you get? I got the 6S. Oh, so... And uh, it's, it's, oh, so it feels so good. It feels like I've, I've been away for two years and I haven't... Things have not been right and now they are. And things are right again that I have this device in my pocket. Did you update to iOS 11? Yes, I did. Because I thought there were some bugs there. I think there are. <laughs> I think I'm having some I, issues. And, and also, <laughs> and we're doing a podcast right here, and my maybe my least favorite change is the new layout for the podcast app. Did you see I, it? Well, I don't know any of the things because I haven't had oh. one for two years. So I don't know what the old layout was, although I know what the layout well, was now, two years ago. Now there, it streams at the bottom. You have to flip through the flip through the old ones that you've listened to yeah okay that's kind of a pain so so yeah so that was kind of weird i it's already not like when i got up this morning i knew there'd be certain podcasts that would have published overnight and those i was not able to get them until a bit later okay and i think uh, it seemed like it was chugging away trying to trying to pull those podcasts in but having a little bit of trouble hmm. and then my um I have iCloud Drive, which I pay separate for, for, for storage. And um, I used to have like a little preview of all my um, my presentations. And may, that's my keynote presentations is basically what I use it for. And all of those little previews are gone. Okay. So now I have to look at the file name, and those aren't always great. So they're, the- they're not always exactly – I didn't name them as clearly because I had a preview. Uh, one of the newest uh, additions is this Files app, which allows you to actually access the files in your phone, which you've never been able to do before. Right. Uh, which is, I guess, kind of a, a copy of an Android thing, which has always been a case on Android where you can just dig into your files. Um, I'm, I mean, I guess I can see, and even, they've even got the similar tags, the red, orange, yellow, like color coded tags that you yeah. can use on your your Mac. So yep. that kind of goes together well. But I, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to use that. Um, I've, I'm very impressed with number one. Okay, so the reason I went with the 6S and not the 7, yeah. it was 50 bucks for a 128 gigabyte wow. 6S. So that's a pretty good deal. Cheap. Yeah, and so the, and the uh, on the other side of that, the uh, 7, 64 gig 7 was 200, or sorry, 179. So, okay. you know what I mean? And I, I just didn't see as many things about the 7 that I wanted. This thing has uh, the fingerprint thing, which I've never had before. Oh, that's I, neat. Once right? you get, it, takes well, a, it takes a bit to get used yeah. to that, yeah. What is it? What is this? When I, when, I tap, when I tap on it without pressing it, it does that. What does that happen? Like all, the, all that? the icons go down for some reason. I don't think, uh, I don't I don't think know what I that is. That. You just tap on, just don't press it. Just tap oh, yeah. on it. Mine did too. What does it do? What I've it never do? seen that before until you pointed it out to me. I just discovered it by accident. So anyway, fingerprint ID. It's got the uh, the 3D touch, which I think yeah. is actually pretty cool. So that's kind of neat. They, they to... already trained me to stop using it, so I don't use 3D touch. I mean, oh, I've early, been using it. That's kind of cool. As the early as an early iPhone adopter, I just never. I just got used to using it without 3D touch. Um, so they have that, although most apps don't use it. Most right. apps, if you, if you use it, just share the app. So that's the yeah. only option it gives you. Uh, but some apps do, like Facebook. You can actually go right to writing a post from here instead of having to oh, launch the app, which is nice. That's pretty good. Um, and Snapchat, no, it doesn't do anything. Oh, I can I can chat with somebody from Snapchat. And that's the other thing is that, and we're going to talk about social media today on the podcast. And the mm-hmm. reason I wanted to talk about it is because now that I have a phone that I actually I can actually use with a working camera, I can actually post on on Snapchat and Instagram. You were on Instagram again. I know. Basically, platforms yeah. I've been ad- abandoning for the last years—not well, two years, but last yeah. since my camera lens got scratched on my old phone. Oh. I 
haven't really been able to post anything worth like looking at. So yeah, I have been posting on Instagram and I haven't posted on Snapchat yet, but I'm, I'm working my way up to it. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very happy with this. I think even series be become better uh, since in the interim, since uh, I haven't had an iPhone, yeah. the series gotten better at just saying, you know, you can just go, hey, Siri. Did you see the TV app? It didn't, it didn't work. I did see the TV app, but I, again, I faced the same problem where I need an actual remote to set up my Apple TV because I moved, so it's not set up, and I have to connect it to the, I have to connect it to Wi-Fi before it's even going to work. So I don't have an Apple TV remote because I've lost it because I've gone through about a million of those. Oh, so man. I need to get an, I still need to get an Apple TV remote or a new Apple TV, which is which is what I'm probably going to get. And I think I, I think it's Apple's first attempt at trying to control like there it is, but you're trying to control the experience of showing you what you have started to watch across different apps okay and then showing you what the so then you can just say to siri um you know siri show me the next episode of whatever and that's what will happen orville billy from shaw was saying that he watched the orville the other day yeah have you watched it yet no i have okay. not but i heard the same complaint from a variety <laughs> of sources which is the first episode's funny and then third episode is not funny. I thought the third episode was pretty good, actually. And it was it was directed by Brandon Braga, who's uh -huh. a producer on the old Star Trek. I think Voyager was his show. He was a showrunner for Voyager. Mm -hmm. So they've got some actual Star Trek people involved with the Orville, which I think is kind of funny. Oh. Um, speaking of Star Trek, let's get into the nerd news. All right. Nerd news. is born from chaos. The world doesn't always adhere to logic. Sometimes down is up. And sometimes when you're lost, you're found. Star Trek Discovery premiered last night on CBS. Did you watch it? Yes, I did watch it. And? I watched it with the sound off. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did. Why? Because uh, it was, I was doing something else and... It, and uh, and um, Couldn't be distracted I, by I, it? I, right. And well, I, you know, and I, it's funny because half the episode was subtitles, so that wouldn't have, wouldn't have hurt you at all. It was half Klingon... Is it bad that I didn't even notice that? Half Klingon subtitles. So you um, actually watched it. Well, I watched most of it. The problem is that... Uh, uh, it was a premiere of 60 Minutes yeah. as well. It was the 50, it's the 50th season of 60 Minutes, and they're making a big deal out of that. And Oprah's and showing And Oprah's up, yeah. on it. So, that's, so 60 Minutes went 80 minutes last did night. Did it? It did. It went 20 <laughs> minutes long, which happens quite often, actually. 60 Minutes, um, or was it just because of football before it? It was Oprah's first yes. night on 60 Minutes, which is a big deal. They held a, yeah. There's a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes content over at CBS.com uh -huh. if you want to watch how Oprah's first week at, CBS, at 60 Minutes did. But because of that, she went long to 20 minutes. Maybe it was because of the football before. I, I didn't even think of that. And not just that. It was the protest football, the special right, right, edition right. protest football, which okay. goes longer. Yeah, that's right. That's Add an extra 20 minutes yeah. for the people kneeling, uh, or, or uh, what do they do when they sit down when the flag is? How do they protest There's it? There's many different ways we learned. Okay. Anyways. Some people don't even come out of the change room. <laughs> it's totally up to you, but they're, the first 20 minutes of the game is now dedicated to politics. <laughs> and right. then the game itself doesn't start for a bit after that. So when so the, the short, short of the uh, uh, story was that uh, Star Trek aired 20 minutes late. Ah. So it didn't start till about 10 to 8. It was supposed to start at 7.30. 
and um, and the, as a result, my PVR cut off the end, so I didn't <laughs> get the whole thing. Uh, but I did watch most of it, and and again, I'm still waiting. It's supposed to be up on Crave TV later today. It still isn't there. So the first two episodes are supposed to be online, and that's what CBS is doing. Basically, they air the first one on TV, traditional television. It, it drew in about nine million. Uh, viewers, which is a pretty respectable premiere. I think that's not not bad numbers these days. And then every other episode is available in the states on CBS All Access, which is their kind of Netflix. It's their Crave TV. Everybody's trying to drive uh, people to their special channel now, and their special online channel. They said that in the art- art- article I've got here, it said they had a record number of signups, although they won't say how many. Uh, <laughs> it was a record day for signups. So they said about for- the Twin Peaks uh, thing too uh, oh. in the U.S. What's that record? Great for signups, but they never. I don't think we ever found out how many that was. No, because I think the numbers are actually much much less than they are for television ratings well, right? for these days a success is virtually nothing right that's the weird thing yeah, yeah. so anyway um i thought it was a pretty good episode they've they've again they've kind of revamped the klingons like they do every single time they they have a new star trek iteration one of your responsibilities is to make the klingons look extremely different what, are they, what, what do they look like now oh they're just they look meaner they're tall they have uh more intricate makeup i would say on the head they're all bald there's no hair going on so none of that none of that um 90s star trek the next generation like big Hair they used the to dreadlocks. have, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that was kind of the '90s version of the Klingons, and I guess the '80s as well. If you think of Christopher, um, uh, what's his name, is the uh, Christopher Lloyd was Christopher it? Lloyd? Yeah, was yeah. the in the bad in the bad guy in Star Trek uh, three? Uh-huh. Was it three? Yeah, he was three. Um, so anyway, they're all bald, and they basically kind of look a little bit meaner, and that's kind of the the deal. And they they have interesting. <laughs> I remember thinking it was an interesting choice for a font for their subtitles. It's like a serif font, which you never see. <laughs> so I thought that was a weird uh, choice. But again, I was focusing on the wrong things. Uh, it's very well put together. Great special effects. I thought Sonika Martin-Green is excellent. She's got a, she's a great performer. She's got a great uh, character. And again, I lost. I didn't get the first well, the last 10 minutes, but from what I heard, it's been well received by, client, by clients, by clients, by uh, critics and by fans so we'll see where it goes but i worry that the, the all access thing is going to cut down on their viewership they're not going to get mm. the success they're hoping for there um and they're probably giving up quite a few ad dollars to do that as well so we'll see how long it lasts on just all access before they bring it up we'll see them air um they'll do a marathon before christmas oh, to get to, yeah. and then they'll put it on cbs yeah for after sure christmas will. i bet yeah. that's what's going to happen so um, on to movie news. Uh, we had a new trailer last week for the Lara Croft uh, Tomb Raider uh, reboot. Lara, your father's gone. You can pick up where he left off. I see so much of him in you. Brilliant. Hello, Sprout. If you're listening to this, then I must be dead. I found something. A tomb called the Mother of Death. If Trinity succeeds, our world is in danger. Promise me you will stop them. I promise. It actually looks pretty good. Who is, is, who is who's playing the role? Alicia Vikander. Um, she won an uh, she won an Oscar for the Danish Girl. Oh, uh, was it? Hold on here. She was in Anna Karenina, and there was another one she was in. Oh, oh, of course, she was the uh, the the robot in uh, Ex Machina. Oh, that's that's oh, how, wow. you, you probably would have noticed yeah. her from that. Anyway, she's she is Lara Croft, and it's a very very different uh, tone and feel to the like the '90s or whatever that mm-hmm. was uh, uh, Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. one. Um, looks, I, I don't think I ever saw any of those. No, no, oh, no, it's, it's pretty bad. It. I played the game. Oh, the game, of course. It was yeah, a, yeah. it was a classic game, but they rebooted the game in 2013, um, kind of because the original character of Lara Croft was really just 
just a girl with a tight shirt and big big boobs and and nothing like there was nothing to that character, right? Right. And that was kind of because well, it was I think so. It was like Indiana Jones style, right? But it was like, but, oh, let's yeah. put a hot girl there because right. we're a bunch of nerdy guys designing a video game, and I don't think there was much in the way of thought. So basically, no. this version of Lara Croft has been the actual. Um, oh, I have the thing here somewhere. Um, it was written by uh, the daughter of Terry Pratchett. Uh, um, Rihanna Pratchett was the person who wrote the game. And the game was more, the character was more in depth and it was more about her journey and, and surviving whatever she's surviving. So this movie seems to be based on that more mm-hmm. than the uh, just the original video game. So it looks to have, I mean, it could be, it looks pretty good. I'll put the trailer up on our, our social media if you want to watch it. But it, you, it could be an actual they could have created a good video game movie here because there's still I don't think there's still ever been has there ever been a good video game movie? There, uh, I'm sure there was. I can't think of one. Not Prince of Persia. <laughs> but, there was, but there was some. Not one. Silent Hill. People would some people would say Silent Hill, but again, I didn't I like think, that. I do think there is one. That's, uh, I just can't think of it off the top. Traditionally, of my head. Video, movies based on video games have done very very poorly. They're not. It's hard to adapt. Oh, World uh, of Warcraft was not good. No, that was not. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, I can't think of any. I think there was one though. If I could only <laughs> think of what it was. Oh, the wow. Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh no, <laughs> like no. The 90s, starring uh, John Luguizamo and. Uh, was there and, a Donkey Kong film? <laughs> there no, there was Pixels. Pixels oh, had Donkey right. Kong in yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so so that's kind of cool. So I think the trailer's uh, worth checking out um I, I might go see in the theater if it's a if it's a good summer movie season uh it looks interesting anyway and i'll, I'll just say that that's uh pretty excited about that one and still no star wars trailer but we'll talk no, about no uh, maybe october 9th we'll talk about that not, star maybe, wars we're not even sure about that anymore uh final story for the nerd news this um has to do with a new series coming up from marvel so we're just a couple days away uh on uh, on september 27th uh the marvel legacy series will be released marvel legacies is kind of this the way marvel universe is basically re re, uh, retconning all its characters back to square one kind of thing so they're basically taking it all everything that's happened in recent years all the new character development they're actually just kind of rebooting the whole thing so like peter parker will be back at the daily bugle being a reporter Mm -hmm. um all the all those other things that uh you know have they've basically written themselves out of these for decades now all these situations all these storylines that they've kind of run out of i think they've run out of steam so they want to return the characters back to their original roots and then start again anyway so there's a new uh series coming out marvel legacy and of course they're doing the gimmicky alt- alternate covers thing which is nothing new to comic books we i remember collecting alternate covers when i was a kid and and muttering under my breath the whole time because i just spent twice as much on a comic book but you had to have them right um the interesting thing about this is that the um uh the they're kind of um what is it called? Lenticular? You know those ones where you kind of you, sh- you move it and it shifts. You can see different photos in it uh-huh. or different images. Um, they're limiting. Okay, so if a comic book store wants to carry the lenticular covers, the special edition covers, which are really the only ones that people are going to want, they have to buy twice as many of the regular comic books than they normally would. So a comic book, say a comic book store usually buys 10 copies of uh-huh. Captain America, regular co- cover. They have to order 20 and then they'll be allowed to order their lenticular covers, which is probably the only ones they're going to sell anyway. Oh, so it's like brother. it's like Marvel's asking these stores to take a hit financially. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why they're doing this. It seems to be kind of a cash grab. It's like we want to guarantee this gets to a certain amount of, of a book sold. So they're kind of forcing the, the, um, forcing the vendors to do this. So uh, as a result, I think you're going to find a lot of the local comic book shops, uh, mom and pop shops, aren't going to carry those ones. They're going to just carry the regular whatever they normally carry because why would you yeah exactly exactly 
What do you think of them, about them rebooting the Marvel Universe? Oh, God, again? <laughs> again? What did they do last time? Well, it's... I mean, aren't isn't that the nature of the beast that it's always being rebooted? Well, uh, uh, DC did it a few years ago with the New yeah. Fifty Two. That was their way of rebooting everything and kind of restarting the whole timeline. I mean, it's kind of necessary in this. And something that's been around as long as comic books are like seventy-five, uh, getting onto almost a hundred years of characters that they've been writing about every month. You have to, you have to do something to to reinvigorate the. I guess I was thinking more in terms of, uh, you know, from time to time, Wolverine is dead, you know, or like like they sort of rebooted that way where they kind of they kill off everyone's favorite character. They get a ton of publicity for it. And then inevitably that character will return. The the famous Superman is dead. Remember that one? That was like we all thought he was legit dead by three comic books. About three different people who could be the new Superman. Right. 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 Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And it was like you're voting. Or something by buying by the by when you bought the comic yep. it was like a vote for that and then it didn't matter anyway. No, because they brought them back and right. it was just stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think readers kind of uh, get feel frustrated by those types of uh, I guess marketing tactics. But yeah, I think when you're running out of like when you've written about all these, you know, you've written like Peter Parker is you know grown up and he's married to Mary Jane Watson and he's he's a beyond just being kind of a photographer of the Daily Bugle. There's there's only so many stories you can tell. Whereas mm-hmm. and and other than him just being Spider Man, I mean the Spider Man side of it is like he can be whatever mm-hmm. but as far as his personal life there's sometimes you want to go back to that kind of square one when he was just a kid a teenager taking photos for the daily bugle and, and getting yelled at by J. Jonah jameson and you can write some really cool stuff i think that has mm-hmm. not been touched yeah. so it's a similar a f- familiar setting but the, there's an opportunity there to write new stories there and i think i'm kind of excited about it i will not be buying the lenticular cover i don't care about that anymore but i will no. be picking up uh, i'll be picking up a few of these just to see what it's all about well they're still trying i mean they're still doing things to try to make people want to buy that thing yep and so i mean it makes sense to me that they're doing it but i just don't I like once you get to a certain age you've seen the reboot so many times or the um or the special collectible blank i mean these days magazines take it to extreme oh yeah how many covers like, for the star wars right there's a yeah. bunch of different covers for star wars the last jedi from entertainment weekly i think yeah they it, always do that and people used to like want to collect them all and i was the same like i want every cover but then you got to the point where why am I buying like be, well, I know why I am because they want me to they want me to buy the same content three times yeah. um, and it looks good on the balance sheet but it doesn't really do much like what are you then supposed to do as a collector put it in a frame or put them in a frame together I don't it know just seems, yeah it's just silly yeah um, yeah so I mean, we'll see what uh, what happens I mean I'm sure it's going to be a big deal and it's going to get lots of publicity and they're going to sell tons of issues but they're just their tactics are kind of just off here and i don't think i don't think that kind of stuff works that much anymore well, so yeah, especially I, in the digital world right like yeah. it's, it's hard enough to buy as you're saying it's hard enough to get people to buy a physical comic book anyway yeah and and honestly comic book sales comic book sales like d- are dwarfed by the film sale the film figures of the movie that from those movies that are they're based on mm-hmm. you know, I, that didn't sound right you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so so the movies make way more money than the com- comic books do um so they're never going to get there anyway but they're trying to i guess they're trying to kind of make this a, a big deal yeah you know and it, it kind of happens outside the realm of the marvel marvel cinematic universe or dc universe or anything like that so yeah yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens uh that's about it for the nerd news all right good round up there we'll be right back uh with our main topic which is going to be social media it's our state of social media discussion which we have every year on the media nerds podcast
If those clips made you wish for the good old days of television, I've got great news. Rabbit Ears is a new TV podcast inspired by the days of foil-covered television antennas, rainbow-barred screens, and the national anthem signaling the end of the day's broadcast. Each episode, we look back on a beloved show, ranging from the golden age of television to more modern classics. With the help of a superfan guest host, we'll review, discuss, and reminisce about some of the most culturally impactful shows ever to air on television. You can find us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter at Rabbit Ears TV Pod, like us on Facebook, and download episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podient. Thanks for listening. Okay, so let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about social media. Uh, I, I, the reason I want to talk about this is just because I have a new phone. I'm able to kind of jump in. I have not been on Snapchat in months, um, and I kind of checked it out over the weekend after I got my new phone. Instagram, I've been kind of I've on there more as an observer than a poster. But I started posting again on Instagram because I have a, a new phone, and yeah. I just thought it's a good good time to talk about um, to social media. I've got an article here that says, where is it here? Um, Instagram, oh yeah, this is on TechCrunch. Instagram now has eight million monthly and five hundred million daily active users. That's wow. insane. Did you? Does that surprise you at all? That's sorry. That was Instagram. Eight hundred million users on Instagram every month. Every month, yeah, yeah. that's tons. That's insane. Yeah, but it, it's like I, almost I as much as uh, Facebook. Well, Facebook was brilliant to buy it. Yeah, you know that's that's really played itself out for them. And how many posts are now sponsored posts? That's like there. There's more than ever. Uh, it says here. Does it say the? Um, oh yeah, two two million advertisers on the platform, which is up from. So it's basically doubled since last March. Uh, most of the growth ha- growth has come from SMBs. I don't know what that is. What's SMBs? Social media bastards. <laughs> no, I, I don't know, know what that means. Come on, write this so I understand it. TechCrunch. They're like writing to the tech audience who knows what that means, and I don't know what it means. But Maybe not... I should know what it means. And I just can't think of it right now, but I I can't. Anyway, um, yeah. So they're so they're growing. I mean, Instagram. I, and when I talk to students, frequently they say Instagram is their favorite social media platform. Yeah. Um. Do you think it would have been this big had Facebook not purchased it? Um. I I think it was going. Go- Bla- all guns blazing at the time because I started using it long before Facebook yeah, ever bought it. Yeah, me too. It. And what Facebook, Facebook didn't change that much about it. The, I mean, it did ultimately add the stories across the top, and I'm still not sure that I want that there, but still, people it, do. Blatant ripoff of uh, a Snapchat, yeah. but people don't seem to care. Yeah, so they did, um, Facebook did that, and they did. They have changed the order of the posts. Yeah, they got the algorithm going on. Yeah. I, yesterday, I liked one of your posts from last week. I know there's, <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't think we want that. I don't think we want the crazy Facebook algorithm ever again. Yeah. Uh, well, I still have some complaints about Facebook, but I don't. I guess I don't mind it so much on Instagram because I still saw the post. It was a. Uh, it was your kind of montage of all your students going off to Red yeah. Lobster and 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 taking photos yeah. of themselves at Red Lobster. Um, which is like something I still wanted to see. It doesn't matter. It was six days ago. I still, I still saw it and I still liked but, it. But what you, what you start to find is like I'll follow. I follow the Winnipeg Jets on there, and I love the stuff that they post on there. But the problem is that by definition, a sports team is going to get tons of likes. 
And so if I don't look at Instagram for a couple of days and then I look, I log in, it's like big goal, like last Monday, right. yeah, by the Winnipeg, yeah, like, true. like, so for something like that, you already know what happened if you know, if you follow the team and I don't need to see it again, but they, they post it with the people in mind who are like on the day of, right? They're, they're posting it just for the people who are, are going to see that post on the day they like right away. Cause there is still that element where you do right. see a certain percentage of it is stuff that happened right away. So for those people that see that post, they're like, yes, yeah, right on. So, but, but again, three days later, it doesn't matter. So there's some kind of weird, you know, I don't know what the answer is to that, but there's gotta be some way to, I guess limit. I guess no, because it does go by likes, right? It goes by That's how many right. likes something And so gets. there's tons of engagements and there's tons of likes on all of those. So by definition, there's certain um, ones that organically fight their way to the top just because they have so many people following. Yeah. Them. And it's sometimes, I mean, I'm still surprised at what gets a billion likes on Instagram and what gets no likes sometimes when you're looking there and you like see something awesome and it's got three likes. And then you see somebody like the one millionth selfie of the week, and it's like got a thousand likes. Well, if, like, it's, if it's Kim Kardashian taking the selfie, that's well, what's going to get you know that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but but it's still like there's still um, different things happening on Instagram depending on age groups and depending on depending on geographics, depending on lots of different things, and so it's still interesting to dip in there. Because you never know what it is you're going to see. Because it is. It's not. People don't use it the same way. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's other social media like Facebook. I pretty much know what I'm going to see. <laughs> when I log into Facebook and I see it. And it serves it up to me. Whether I want about, it or not. What's funny about Facebook is that it stays the same yet it changes. In that um, they they like. Okay. So now it tre there are trends on Facebook. Trends. Mm -hmm. Types of posts that kind of come and go. And so lately, I've been seeing a lot of recommendations, a lot of people asking for recommendations. Yes. Can you tell me a good mechanic in town or a good plumber yeah. or a good place to go buy a, a burger and that kind of stuff? Um, I'm seeing um, – what else am I seeing? You know, there's always the the, uh, the links to the different stories. Like, you know, that's part of the issue is the, is the non-story uh, non story. Uh, yeah. There was one I said – I think I mentioned this in uh, – might have mentioned this on our last podcast about it was a, not an article, just a written piece uh, about the Inhumans TV mm -hmm. series, uh, because now they're actually billing it as the complete series. So people are saying that, well, it's going to be canceled then, because why would they call it the complete series if they're not planning to do a second season? Um, so, but I mean, there was no, there were no other than that. There was the only source of information. The fact that they've changed that wording. So there's no art interviews with anybody. Just a completely speculative piece of uh, writing. Um, and yet someone's posting it on Facebook, treating it as though it's real and it's accurate. Yeah. And there's not, that's completely not the case. So I see a lot of that stuff. I see a lot of, um, I should go on Facebook. Well, Facebook had to hand over all those ads to, uh, right. Yeah. And that's another the Mueller issue. investigation right. because they, um, uh, because of the Russian meddling in the, uh, U S election. Yeah. And so, so I think they see something coming. Well, um, the, and the Facebook has to tighten up its, its advertising, because um, people spend billions of dollars on Facebook advertising and thinking yeah. that it's working for them, and it may not actually be working as well as they hoped it would. Well, Zuckerberg recorded the video last week talking about uh, Facebook ads, and he said, from now on, you'll be able to see the source of the ad, which wasn't always the case. When yeah. You get to see the, well, there, there was, I mean, there's always the been an issue with, with to it. sketchiness as far as advertising yeah. goes on Facebook. Um, but this one, I mean, it's like the Russian, you know, hackers or whoever it was, you know, purchased thousands of ads and they were disguising them as articles. Basically, mm -hmm. it's like that whole content 
um, thing where they're pretending to be content and people just click on them because they think and it's some sort of article saying Hillary's a crook or whatever. And yeah. that's, kind of the, kind of, that's kind of what they did to help sway the vote. Um, trying to think of what else and do I see here? Politico also did an expose on Facebook ads. I mean, because you can target by interest. And so they, of course, found the absolute most repugnant interests that you could find on there. And it showed how it's a target audience that can be selected. So, you know, I encourage people who are interested in that to check out the political uh, article on it because it is interesting. But because Facebook is being dragged into the spotlight in a way that it did not wish to be. Right. I think that's going to change what we end up seeing. Yeah, you're right. I think they're going to they're gonna have to tighten up on those, those algorithms as far yes. as the advertising goes. Um, it is still... Obviously, the most popular platform. Everybody's on there, mm -hmm. but it's like probably the least fun of any. <laughs> I would say I don't. I still don't have a lot of fun. It on looks Facebook. musty. It looks musty and old. It doesn't look like um like if you look at Snapchat, you go, well, this is a whole way of new way of communicating. Yeah. For young people, and when you look at Facebook, you go, well, yeah, it's old people. <laughs> you know. And what's what's Snapchat? It's young people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just snapping and Instagram. This. But Instagram is uh, Instagram also has. I, I think I actually think Instagram might have the biggest range in age. Oh, probably. Sorry, I'm, I'm actually Snapchat I'm just Snapchatting, yeah, because I haven't done that for a while. I'm just uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Kenton says, as opposed to old people, tell it. I was I was gonna I was gonna Snapchat you, but then it would just be two people sitting in silence. <laughs> Snap, Snapchat is for young people. It's for the kids. For the kids. That's, that'll fit in there better. Thank you. Snapchat's for the kids. Tell Snapchat and see what Snapchat says. <laughs> and I can make that big. Oh, there's, oh, there we go. That's better. So Kenton says Snapchat is for like the kids. Like my niece. I've got young nieces in uh, in uh, New York, and they're all over. They're, uh, one of them in particular likes Snapchat and Instagram, and the other one just likes Instagram. So it's like all the visual-based ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean that's obviously a, a personal preference. Um, it's funny, actually. I just have another thing here saying that uh, Snapchat is uh, struggling to grow outside North America. It's very popular yeah. here, but it's struggling to grow overseas. 173 million users on Snapchat, which is not bad, I no. guess, considering what it is. But it's really not have it's not finding that audience outside uh, of uh, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. I guess uh, that other. Other yeah. platforms are, which is kind and, of interesting. And Instagram stole its thunder they stole, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they, they just blatantly ripped off their, their stories feature. Yeah. I got to say, I don't use it. I don't, I'm not, again, I didn't have a camera that worked, but I have. I don't even look at the stories on Instagram. Me I neither. never do. And they keep telling me that I should. I keep getting these prompts. Well, once in a while, I push on up by mistake, and then I'm like, what am I looking at here? It's like, oh, <laughs> another, and it's like another boomerang. Oh, another boomerang. Oh, another boomerang. And uh, and you get to the point, and some of those boomerangs go on forever. Yes. By the way, you can make it go. You can make it boomerang. Yeah. For, there's no time limit, eh? And I'm yeah. seeing uh, I'm seeing a bunch of photos from my former students who are now get to travel in, through Europe because that's, they're all in Europe, <laughs> that's all what's traveling. Going on. Um, yeah. and, is, but, but we'll never be out of a job because we're the only two people working in that's all right. the city. That's what um, Instagram tells you. It says it keeps telling me don't miss these stories. Like it says yeah. as I'm scrolling through, it'll pop up in there yes. saying. You know, and I'm like, ah. Oh, that used just, to only be at the top, and yeah, now it's in the middle. Yeah, so that's a pain. But again, it's still it's still a fun app, and I think that yeah. if it's a purely f good f like photo or video, or you've got a funny thing to say about a thing you see, like I, my meatloaf post from the yeah. other day, where I just saw this. It was at Walmart, and I just saw this. Uh, this it said 
music to go. And that's the funny. That's what I thought was the funny part. It's just like this is music to go. It's a CD. It's a compact disc. It's music to go. It's to go. Yeah. Like where like as as opposed to like having Meatloaf come and perform. I would do anything for love, like right next to me. To play it at Walmart. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, but yeah, lots of people seem to like that. My Porg video uh, got yeah. some play on on Instagram the other day. It was at at Toys R Us, and uh, and again, I know this is a Star Wars nerd thing, but they're not. The selection is still not very good for Star Wars toys. But they had good. the Porgs, and there were seventy five bucks yeah. each. It's pretty freaking pricey that's if you ask me. That's why you saw those. That's why, because of the price. Yeah, they are expensive. And but, they did this okay. make the annoying sound. Here's a weird thing that happened on the weekend. I took a picture. So I, I Instagrammed a picture of me with a dinosaur outfit on, take, taking a knee. <laughs> Is that you on the that's other me. Oh, I didn't know that was and you. And I said, uh, dinosaurs against Trump. Okay, so there I am. Um, and, and I was like, this is hilarious. And I did okay. But then, so then, then I took a picture of... Um, did I say against Trump? I didn't say for, did I? It was, said against, it was against Trump. Trump. Yes, yeah, against yes. Trump. Sorry, just in case. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I thought, oh, this is gold. It was okay. Then I took the picture of Han Solo. Uh, there, I have an empty Han Solo box. Um, still being sold for 30 bucks in Walmart. <laughs> well, clearly it had been yeah. stolen, right? It had been stolen. stolen. Yeah. And so I said, here's evidence that Han Solo is a ghost in The Last Jedi. And... To my surprise, okay, that was – I could have shared it on Instagram, but I don't get much play, to tell you the truth, when I post Star Wars stuff on Instagram. Okay. I don't get too much. I don't get hardly anything, and so I didn't bother, so I tweeted it, and people love it. It's they're still it's, loving still it today. I'm still getting likes, on, yeah, because yeah. you tagged me in yeah. it, so I still get notifications and on yes, that. Yes, and they're still liking it today, <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, that's pretty weird. That What that shows is people are – actively looking for star wars on twitter but not so much on instagram yeah so there's different yeah. different uh platforms for different topics yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting how that works like i would not have like i'm still being surprised by what what uh different social media what happens on different social media i'm told on that uh that instagram is very like makeup is very big on instagram people showing oh, sure. their, their makeup well, and our their, former student uh, uh, christiana yeah. has a thing yeah she does that um what else on Instagram? A lot of the YouTubers are on Instagram only. Mm -hmm. They won't do uh, Twitter, partly because um, Twitter. I mean, this is this is kind of generalization, uh, but a yeah. lot of Twitter tends to be negative, and a lot of people that, that's kind of gets what get, gets reported on in the media is that Twitter is just there for the the trolls to to berate you and to say horrible things about you, and so we see things like Ed Sheeran who quits Twitter because people didn't like him being in Game of Thrones. Um, and, and did he quit? Yeah, yeah, he, cut, he shut down his Twitter account after, after that. that. Yeah, he said it wasn't for that reason, but I'm pretty sure that's why. People, he's like, oh, I was just gonna qu I was gonna quit Twitter anyway. He says, I'm like, oh, come on. People didn't not like seeing him in Game of Thrones, no, myself didn't. included. But I did. Didn't take to Twitter no, to shame I him. Either. I didn't care to do that. No, I didn't. But people care. do, and so that there's a lot of negativity on Twitter, which is kind of its biggest um, uh, fault, I think. Well, and the other problem is it doesn't give you the preview of YouTube. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do. It, it, doesn't, it does not play nice with yeah, others. It no. does not give you anything. Whereas Facebook still does. Facebook yeah. will still give you that preview. They'll still give you a little bit of an image there. Um, although it will, again, if you post a link from YouTube, it will not do as well in the algorithm on Facebook as well, as an actual video posted to Facebook. I've experimented a number of times uh, on Facebook with uh, posting, like uh, get letting it pull in a video, as opposed to not let it pull in a video, and it's still like there's still magic behind the algorithm that we can't see so i've seen i like i post my jobs and it's a pull and i put a video on the jobs post just so it's not it does it's just not my boring jobs right so it sucks sucks in 
Yeah, but you the, link the, 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 the video is linked into the blog post, isn't it? Right, right. Okay, so, so that's, that's, actual, that's an actual link to your website, not to YouTube. Right, right. So, so trying all these different kinds, like, and you do start to see patterns of stuff working better than others. See, stuff. but that's that's just a, a demonstration of how consistently good content draws in people as well, because you post those jobs every week around the right. same time, and people have come to know that you do that, and they like the post, and they comment on the post, and they share the post, and if they do that enough, then it will show up in their feed more often. That's oh. how the Although the works. weird thing is that if I check my analytics, the stuff lots of people click through on Facebook, but virtually nobody likes it or leaves a comment on Facebook. <laughs> and I think it's because they don't want anyone to see they're looking for <laughs> That's right. I do. Is that funny? That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So, so the it's like, analytics. It's like, it's like getting caught yeah. printing off your resume at your that's current right. job. Yeah. The analytics tell a different story. But, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's right. It, <laughs> no, it is interesting. And actually, if you do start looking at analytics, and everybody should, it's easy to oh, do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you really start to it – it tells you a story about about what you're doing online and, and what, what works, what doesn't work, what you can do more of. Yes. It's, very, it's really interesting. You know, and we can, we've talked about this many times. We can do, absolutely do a better job of marketing our podcast, which yeah. we tend to just post on social media, and that's it. I don't do much else. Well, it's because we have full-time jobs, yes, and they always and, uh, say that's one of the rules of social media, which is you should be wary of somebody who's always – on social media because it means they got nothing going on. Exactly. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's true for us in a certain extent that we're always, we're just running around here. Like, like I'll chicken. finish the episode, I'll post it, yeah. I'll share it on uh, on Facebook at some point. You'll usually tweet it out the next yeah. day. You'll retweet me and then tweet it out yeah, the next I day. Yeah, I usually wait a bit to give it. To, yeah, to give it some space yeah. and that's a good idea. And then uh, I'll post it on Facebook and then I'll share it on Facebook and that's pretty much it. And I yeah. think that at this point, I mean, our, our subscribers have, stayed pretty static over the last uh, year yeah. or so so i think that you know we haven't grown a whole lot but our episodes are getting more listens we can overall. give it a boost uh, probably later this year sure. and stuff and yeah. like there's a, that that's always possible and stuff when we do a big thing like when we um record our commentary for star wars episodes yeah. we should actually do it for another another movie just for meeting nerds i was thinking about oh. that you know let's not let's watch a different movie that's not star wars because it's for star wars nerds Let's watch a movie that we can maybe it'll be a new release, yeah. something like Spider-Man: Homecoming. Maybe that oh, might be yeah. fun because that's coming out soon. And I have still yet to see. I it. I haven't seen it either, so oh, yeah, we could, we could we could do that. That'd be that's fun. Per, I did see Wonder Woman though. I did. Oh, what did you think of Wonder Woman? I liked it. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's the best of those movies. It's not the best movie of all time, but, but it's, it's the best DC yes. movie. It so sure far. is. It yes, is. we're agreed. Yes. Anyway, uh, there was yeah. lots. Of, I saw again. I was at Walmart this weekend, so I saw lots of merchandise and and displays about Wonder Woman, and it was this was the yeah. weekend that it came out on on video, so. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, and so, so and Twitter has has been stagnant. Twitter is not. Uh, they're still around. Where does it say here? Uh, it's user base in the U.S. actually declined to sixty eight million from seventy million, and they did not add any new monthly active users during June. This is this is this past June. This is an older article on CNN. Um, so it's it has just been kind of kind of just stayed the same. Twitter is not growing, and many people are crediting the the kind of negativity that happens. That Trump is not helping things. You know, the the platform that Trump chooses to use to tweet his stupid whatever the hell he does, that's seen as negative as well. And Twitter is not really doing anything well, about it. Well, what I'm finding, I mean, I I am seeing so much political stuff right now on Twitter, but I don't mind it. Like I can almost go there for it at this point. Yeah, like. There, it's just there's just so much. There's so much to talk. about. Do you think about. people are still don't like the 140 character limit? Do you think that's still a negative thing that people? 
Uh, you can get around it. Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, but I think the the common misconception out there is that, oh, I don't want to have to worry about how many characters I'm writing. I just want to write what I want. But I, right. I love the, the character limit. I think it's it's what makes Twitter Twitter. And I have yeah. a great time rewording my tweets so that I can get everything in. Like, I, I really, yeah. I spend like a good five minutes kind of rewording, rewriting something so I can fit what I want to say into a complete sentence and yeah. still get a link. Now, I like that they took away the uh, adding a photo or a GIF or something doesn't eat into your credit, into your um your characters, which yeah. I like. I think that's a good move, but I just want them to keep it at that. I do not want an unlimited character. Twitter is the one. If they took it away, I would miss it the most. I guess so, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, um, and, it, well and it's also, I mean, one, I, I took um, a lynda.com course over the summer on, uh, I, on many different things. And one of the ones was Guy Kawasaki from Apple, formerly Apple employee, employee. I mean, now he's uh, basically like workplace evangelist man kind of deal. And he was talking about Twitter and he's like, when I first, and it's on lynda.com, and I I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, if you were to search on Linda for Guy Kawasaki and uh, Twitter, I'm sure you'd find it. And he said when he first got Twitter, he was like, what's the big deal? I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't want any of this. And then he said he started searching stuff on Twitter, and that's when he – saw the value yeah and yeah. so he actually and he talks also about he reposts the same thing more than once and he's like i know it's controversial but hey you're only getting a, uh, a segment of your viewers at a certain time so you should actually be doing it at different times like the same post more than once and he's like hey i might only hit 20 percent at this time and i'll hit 80 percent at the other time so so i recommend that and he's got a really good like it's just a really good tutorial on twitter and it's true i still i still think twitter has a problem with people not knowing how to use it right, right. Or, or being afraid to use it or or for whatever reason and i even look i'll see like our students tweeting and i'll go wow i haven't seen anything from them for a while and then I'll look at the account to see, are they regularly tweeting? And they're almost always not. No, and especially the newer students yeah. in the program who just, most of them are just kind of coming onto Twitter for the first time. Yeah. They haven't really used it very much. And uh, now I see some great conversations happening, especially the example of the Red Lobster things that mm -hmm. you were having your students tweet about. Um, that's a lot of fun. Things on the Creecom hashtag have been a lot of fun to follow yeah. along with. Uh, but that doesn't happen over the summer. It only happens while we're in school. Over the summer, but all social media <laughs> dies pretty much in Winnipeg. Like, yeah, because everyone's a, outside enjoying the real world. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it might even be, I think it's worse probably in Canada than other places because Because we have such climate. awful winters, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. social media prime time or prime season is like winter. Yeah, yeah. And then summer, there's nothing. It's yeah. like just... And that's when I have the most time to <laughs> engage with working, it. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's yeah. very weird. Like, I'll... Um, I posted uh, uh, some weird story on LinkedIn. I think this summer on how, um, watch it, watch uh, something get made by in a factory. And I can't remember even remember what it was. It was just kind of a cool video, yeah, showing factory pieces putting something together. How it's, how it's right, made, right? How yeah, it's yeah, made yeah. exactly. So I shared that, and it got some engagement only because I think there was nothing. <laughs> There's nothing on there because I was just like, oh, this from. is this is mildly amusing. I'll. Yeah. And I'll put this on LinkedIn. And so to my surprise, people actually liked it. But I think that was why, because it's so dead. Interesting. Anything mildly amusing in summer. and So we should post more in the summertime so we'll get some more play on our, our podcast. We don't, we don't do our podcast as much in the summertime either. No, I know. Well, that's just it. It, 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 it. There's just fewer people engaging in it. Yeah. So more people sort of looking to engage, I would say, in summertime. One thing I think is interesting is that we haven't seen any major new players on the scene in the last little while. Mm -hmm. um, I guess Snapchat was the last major one to kind of make waves. 
Uh, are we going to see fewer and fewer of new platforms out there when uh, when it comes to social media? Are people afraid to kind of jump in I was because of the competition? I was thinking about that. It's been a while, hasn't it, since there's been one that... I mean, even like something like Periscope, it's still living, but it's pretty much done. Yeah. Like Periscope is like... Is Facebook Live has kind of taken the whole live streaming thing I, by storm. Everyone that uses Facebook Live. Periscope is the better of the two. Oh, I agree. You know, I agree with that. Just people yeah. don't use it. Yeah. So what's the Periscope, point? Periscope, Meerkat, both of those yeah. things are kind of gone. I use Periscope when there's a boxing match on that you got to subscribe to. I want to see it for free. Oh, we should talk about YouTube as well. My son was yeah. watching YouTube uh, Vine compilations. Of course, we lost Vine last year. Yeah, um, too bad. May may it rest in peace. Uh, but um, I was watching this. Uh, basically, someone took this one guy, a Viner, a famous guy who became famous on Vine, and basically just strung them all together into like a twenty-minute video. So think about twenty minutes worth of sex, six seconds clips. It's pretty annoying. <laughs> Does not work well in that medium, but my son was loving it. Um, you know, YouTube continues to evolve, and it certainly seems that I, again, I say my kids prefer to watch YouTube than anything else. I think that mm -hmm. still holds true. We're seeing more and more lengthy content, so it's more about 20 minute ish videos than five minute videos. Longer videos are becoming more profitable because YouTube is starting to throw ads into the middle of them now. That's becoming more and more common. I think people are really uh, resisting that, they don't like YouTube. Doing that, YouTube has also come under fire recently because they've been messing with their algorithm, yeah. and and people are not getting the traffic they once were because they're not being featured as much as they used to be. Everyone's urging everybody to click on the little bell, mm -hmm. the little bell next to the subscribe button, so you get notifications when they upload, so you'll know when they upload, which is what I do for the ones that I do want to see new videos from. But yeah, there's no guarantee it's going to show up in your feed when uh, you're just subscribed anymore, which used to be a given. You used to always see it. So they've changed a little bit there, and uh, I think there's more and more people wanting to just get away from YouTube and, and do their own thing on a different platform, and we're well, starting to see that as I well. I think the era of the algorithm is upon us, and I hate it. Like I, I like I, I still like choosing my own stuff. I don't need I, – I mean, it's what keeps you sharp yeah. is, is looking through the tweets. And, like, and so Twitter gives you a little bit of featured tweets. And I don't mind that, but if it was more than that, it would drive me crazy. Yeah, I agree. Because then somebody, I mean, it's not good for new people on Twitter because they should have an opportunity to have their tweets read as well. Yes. And like and so there that that you fall into that issue. Yeah. Or whoever paid the most gets gets their um gets their comments seen and it and so the, so the algorithm and even streaming songs we've talked about like I'm back on Apple Music. I'm so happy to be back oh, on Apple Music now that I have an point, iPhone. Though you want to make your own decisions. I do make my own decisions. I do. I I do. Uh, by the way, I was using Spotify when I was on the Android, yeah. and I didn't like it as much. Apple Music is way better than Spotify. Really? I think it is anyway, just because it, it, it seems to be customized more customized to me. It, mm -hmm. it like it remembers what I like. Um, but there, I do like search out certain bands that I want to listen to and, and listen to them. And of course, I've been able to watch the uh, James Corden uh, Carpool Karaoke uh, series, mm -hmm. which is not as entertaining as you would think. No, it's not. Uh, it's a funny five-minute bit for the show, but to yeah. go twenty minutes, some of them I'm only interested. It's it's like it's like comedians in cars getting coffee. It all depends on the guest, right? And this one, it's not even him. Like he's not even in every episode. It's like he hosts the first one with Will Smith. And then it's Billy Eichner and Metallica, and it's like it's like a different person with a musical guest. One was oh, one no. was John Legend and um, uh, what's her name from uh, oh uh, she's on the Voice, I'm blank on her name. Oh, Aguilera. No, Christina. the other one, the other one. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, her. <laughs> I keep on falling. Yeah, Gwen Stefani. No, no, no. Anyway, don't oh, worry. I, th- I was going to sing Hollaback, <laughs> but now I won't. Ain't no Hollaback, girl. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's okay. I haven't watched it all, but it's again, it depends on the guest. So now I want to know who the per- person is on the voice. Oh, I don't come know. on. I'll have to look it up now. I can just launch my handy uh, music app, and it's right there. It's an interesting. I wonder if Apple's going to get into the uh, original content game with this kind of stuff. Um, because they seem to have, like, this is a show only available on Apple Music. You can watch it streaming on your computer, on your phone, or on Apple TV. So more and more, I wonder if they're going to start doing original productions like everybody else. Alicia Keys is the one I was thinking of. Oh, Alicia Keys, right. Well, they certainly want to control what it is that uh, we're viewing. There's no doubt. That's That's what that TV app is. That TV app just popped up on my Apple TV the other day, too, and it's just, I don't know. I don't think I need it. I don't think uh, I don't think I need it to remind me what I still need to watch. I think I know. <laughs> and the thing is, if I forget, then who cares? That probably means I wasn't yeah. that into it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, and you don't know. They're probably someone's probably just paying it to tell you that, <laughs> paying Apple to say, "Hey, watch the Orville." I know I've got <laughs> I know I've got 17 episodes of uh, Ken Burns' Vietnam War sitting right? on my yes, head, yeah, and that's going to take me the next 17 years <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> Why am I still recording it? I don't know. I, well, I am. I continue. Well, to you'll, you'll it, get you'll get through it eventually when there's nothing else on. I'll recommend it probably in next go. week's uh, media nerds. Speaking of recommendations, we should probably get there. Um, let's uh, start with you. What would you like to recommend to people this week? Oh, as usual, there's so much to recommend. It's get it's getting ridiculous. Um, do you have one loaded? I do. Up? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'll tell you. What, you go first because I I gotta I gotta think right. about which. This one is here. a series. It's a TV series. It's on Netflix. It's called Timeless, and um, I it was on. I don't remember what network it was on last year. I think NBC, and it was a time travel show buried in a, a deluge of time travel shows. Last season for TV, it was like the big thing was having a show about time travel, and I usually like that kind of subject matter. I do like Legends of Tomorrow. I did watch um, Travelers, which was another time travel kind of theme show. But I missed this one just because it was there was too much and it just I didn't look good to me. But it is on Netflix and I hope I think it's been renewed for a second season because Wikipedia said it was canceled. Then it, it, it somehow the decision was overturned. So I think it's coming back for another season. And uh, I've been watching that on Netflix and it's actually pretty good. I'm quite enjoying it. It's it's more focused on American history than anything else. It's about this. You know, they invent, of course, they invent a time machine. There's like a Elon Musk-esque kind of guy who owns the company. He invents all kinds of stuff. Um, And it's played by the actor. Ah, do you remember the guy from, I don't remember his name. Dwayne, I think his name was from uh, from The Leftovers, that uh, British actor. He was a guy who was like would heal people by hugging them. Yeah, I do. He is is like the, the... eccentric billionaire owner of it oh um and oh, yeah, i've seen uh, uh, tr- uh previews for it yeah and yeah. the other actors are no, are no name like you wouldn't recognize them for anything else but it's actually a pretty good cast overall oh, oh matt matt frewer is in it hmm. uh, and max hedrum himself is in it he plays uh he's not in every episode but he's got a semi-regular part so it's about this guy they steal a time machine the terrorists or whatever steal a time machine they're going back in time they're trying to sabotage american history to get at the this this kind of conspiracy organization called Rittenhouse, which is like this kind of, it's an Illuminati kind of thing where they're, you know, controlling everything. And so they go back to like the Revolutionary War. They go back to Vietnam, Watergate. They go back to, um, what else? They go to the 30s, like pretty much every kind of part of the World War II, of course. Um, and it's kind of fun. It's a, it's a fun show. Um, I, I'm a big history buff, so I do enjoy this. And uh, and I'm, I'm hooked into the storyline. So I'm about 
two-thirds done the first season, and I hope that it airs. I don't know when it's going to air again, but I am definitely noticing um, a new marketing tactic from net, uh, studios or for networks is to release the earlier seasons on Netflix so people hopefully will catch up and then watch it live when it's on. The other one that's on there that I haven't watched yet is The Good Place, hmm. which has been apparently been amazing. It's the one about the woman who goes to heaven. It's got Ted Danson and um, uh, I don't remember her, her name, the other girl. Shelly Long. No, just kidding. Shelly Long. That's right. It's reuniting Sam and, I wish, and Diane. I wish. I wish that's what it was. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I can't remember I her know. name. Kristen something or other. Anyway, that's what I recommend. It's called Timeless. It's on Netflix. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Excellent. And I know what I'm going to recommend because I was so surprised. And that is uh, I recorded some of the films that we could not see for the Oscars. Oh. I have been recording as they show up on the movie channel for free. Right. And just on the – like, hey, in case there's a day when there's nothing to watch, I'll watch – I'll knock one of these out. And yesterday, of all things, I decided, oh, I'll just put on the first 20 minutes of La La Land. <laughs> and that's all I had. All I had was 20 minutes. I got to get out of here. Dinner plans. Right. I got to get out of here. So I put it on, and I was thinking, yeah, the way you want to watch La La Land is like 20 minutes at a time probably. That's probably plenty. And to my astonishment, I actually loved the first 20 minutes. Like, I loved it. Like, I didn't just go, wow, that's promising. I watched it, and I went, ah, it's freaking great. And And I lost interest in it because you couldn't see it before the Oscars. And then there was the whole mix up. Right. With with midnight. So should it have one best and picture? Then it was like, and have then you seen I, Moonlight? Did you see Moonlight? Yeah, I did. And okay. I loved it. Okay, so I better lo- than Moonlight. Well, I well, this is where I'm leaving it. I found the of the first 20 minutes to be fabulous. Then um, I saw a family member last night, and and uh, I said to her, "Have you seen? Have you seen uh, the uh, La La Land?" She said, "No, I didn't." I went, I, "I'll be damned. The first 20 minutes is great." And she's like, "Really?" And I go, "Yeah." Today she texts me and she goes, she says, I'm watching La La Land. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I, I, and it's sort of, and that opening scene, I think either you're, it's good. And if you're all in, if you watch it and you like it, I think you're all in okay. at that point. I think if you watch that opening scene and it's not for you, then maybe none of it's for you. But it was for me. I've only seen 20 minutes. And, and <laughs> there's still uh, uh, like two hours to go or something. Just to watch the rest of the night, I guess, when you get home. I can't. Well, uh, maybe tonight, maybe another 20 minutes tonight. <laughs> I don't know if I want to overdo it. But uh, but uh, I have to say uh, the beginning was fantastic. And I have to say that I was a stick in the mud. And I was wrong for well, not wanting to watch but it. I, no, but I agree with you. Like not having it available to us before the yeah. Oscars. That's when I would have watched it. I really, I yeah. mean. I would have paid to rent it, no problem, if it had been on iTunes or another rental platform. But having it like only in the theaters, I'm not going to go out and see a movie like that in the theaters just because it's not worth it to me yeah. the, with the cost and everything. Plus, get, just getting away from the kids for those that time. Like, you know, we go. My wife likes horror movies, so when we go to the movies, we go to see It or Mother, or yeah. not not La La Land necessarily. Uh, so they should again. They should make these available to us. Just put them out on iTunes. You know what I mean? Just put them out so we and can rent can it. And you have the Oscar package and, and hey, and rent, none of this, rent. And none of this bull about having to, like, buy it. Like, I hate, yeah. I hate them doing uh, that. Like, right now you can buy Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. You can't rent it. You could buy it for 30 bucks on digital and iTunes. But it's like, come on. Like, I would rather rent it now yeah. and then be able to buy it later. Because that's when I'm going to make the decision whether or not I want right. to watch the movie. You know, so there's, I don't know. Anyway, no, so that's if, a topic for another if, podcast. If Apple TV gave us packaged it with the Oscar-nominated Best Picture films and said 50 bucks for all of them, sure. I'm in. Yeah, like five bucks a movie, sure. Exactly. Let's do it. Sign me up. Yeah. So, so I think 
maybe if that if that's what this new TV app is going to do for Apple, then know. then I'm in. It's not about Apple; it's about the movie industry refusing to let go of the theater model, and that's kind of the issue. But yeah, we will talk about that another day, probably closer to the Oscars. That we will. That's going to do it for this episode of the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vetebonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. <laughs>